Good day. My name is Kino Hanna, and this is Godliness with Contentment. This is actually episode 34. And what we do here is we have a conversation about how to win with money from the Bible's perspective. I believe that it is possible for Christians to reach financial independence. We are currently on a journey through the Bible. And we'll be looking at wealthy people in the Bible who are people of God and their interaction with with wealth or with money and God's role in all that. This is the third installment and today we look at Isaac, Isaac the son of Abraham. So Isaac was the child of the promise Through his descendants, all people on earth would be blessed. Last week, we looked at his father, Abraham, and how God had blessed him abundantly. Today, we turn to Isaac, his son. But before we do that, I kind of have a um, public service announcement. A few weeks ago, well, probably about two months ago, I started, you know, kind of on my own journey of trying to get back in shape, which is a laugh because it's been many, many years. But over the past uh, two months, I've lost in excess of 30 pounds. My, my goal was to really lose about 20 pounds per month. So I'm a little off of that. But I figure on average 15 pounds over the two over the past two months, it's been pretty good. And um, so July 1st was my time to lose the 60 pounds. We'll see what happens. 30 pounds in one month is probably not going to happen, but I'm going to push. If I get to 15, if I get to 20, I give God thanks anyway. But uh, back to Isaac, right? But thank you for those of you who have been um, thinking about me, praying about me hoping that I am losing the weight I need to lose. So, what we're going to do is we're going to read a few passages of Scripture about Isaac and see what we can learn from him. But before we do that, I must say that Abraham set the stage for Isaac. And we will see from Scripture that Abraham left an inheritance for his son and We know God had blessed Abraham from last week. And now we see Abraham passing down that wealth to his son Isaac. And then we also see that not only that Abraham passed down wealth to Isaac, but God himself also blesses Isaac. So I'm going to read from Genesis 24, and uh, we'll start there in a few seconds. I thought I'd turn there already, but just give me a quick sec to turn there. All right, Genesis 24. So let me tell you what happens here. So Abraham is sending his servant out to go and get a wife for his son Isaac. And he's particular about where Isaac gets a wife from. He doesn't want him to get a wife from 
the nations around them, you know, the, the, the pagans. But he wants um, his son Isaac to get a wife from the people who respect God, who love God. And so he sends his servant back to where Abraham was from. And by God's grace, the servant comes in contact with Rebekah, who would be Isaac's wife. Now, she was the granddaughter of Abraham's brother Nahor. So there was, you know, some uh, relations there. But we see the servant praying, and Rebekah was the answer to his prayer. Where we jump in, the servant is now at the home of Rebekah and speaking with her family about things that have happened to bring him there. Let's jump into verse 34 and 32. 34 through 36 in Genesis 24. So this is the servant. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has blessed my master abundantly, and he has become wealthy. He has given him sheep and cattle, silver and gold, male and female servants, and camels and donkeys. My master's wife, Sarah, has borne him a son in her old age, and he has given him everything he owns. So Isaac would get the inheritance, the silver and gold, the livestock, the servants, the land. And I've brought this up before in one of my previous uh, episodes, but when I thought about me getting old, I figured my children would take care of me. And perhaps they will. Maybe they kicked me in my butt. But I wasn't thinking about leaving anything to them. But here, Abraham leaves his son Isaac in a great state. He sets him up. And God actually wants us who are parents to leave an inheritance for our children and even their children. An example of this is what is said in Proverbs 13.22, a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. So Abraham did what was right as it relates to his son. But do you plan to leave anything for your children? And when I think about it, it's really, are we going to spend it all or are we going to have anything to leave for them? But anyway, think about that. Let's turn to Genesis 25. I'll read two verses there, verse 5 and verse 11. Abraham left everything he owned to Isaac. After Abraham's death, this is verse 11, God blessed his son Isaac, who then lived near Beer Lahai Roi. Probably messed that up. So we see Abraham leaving everything at his death to Isaac. Before his death, he gives to, you know, he has um, concubines, children by concubines, and he gives to them. But in his death, everything was left, the entire estate, to Isaac. But an amazing thing happens outside of what Abraham does, even more so amazing, is that God blesses Isaac. And I know that, that's what we want. 
And for most of us, all of us listening on this, we have been blessed by God. And so Isaac was blessed by his father because he left him this inheritance. But more importantly, he was blessed directly by God. And so if there's anything encouraging today, God wants to bless you directly. And chances are, no, forget about chances. He has blessed you directly, but have you noticed it is the question. And the last set of verses that we're going to read are found in Genesis 26. It's kind of cut up a bit. We read a few verses early, 1 through 6, 12 through 16, and then from 22, just a few verses. But let's take a look there. So you can turn to Genesis 26. Now there was a famine in the land besides the previous famine in Abraham's time, and Isaac went to Abimelech, king of the Philistines, in Gerar. The Lord appeared to Isaac and said, Do not go down to Egypt. Live in the land where I tell you to live. Stay in this land for a while, and I will be with you and bless you. For to you and your descendants I will give all these lands and will confirm the oath I swore to your father Abraham. I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and will give them all these lands and through your offspring all nations on earth will be blessed. Because Abraham obeyed me and did everything I required of him, keeping my commands, my decrees, and my instructions. So Isaac stayed in Gerar. And then verse 12. Isaac planted crops in that land and the same year reaped a hundredfold because the Lord had blessed him. The man became rich and his wealth continued to grow until he became very wealthy. He had so many flocks and herds and servants that the Philistines envied him. So all the wells that his father's servants had dug in the time of his father Abraham, the Philistines Philistines stopped up, filling them with earth. Then Abimelech said to Isaac, Move away from us. You have become too powerful for us. And then 25 down to 28. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. I think I skipped a little bit. No, no, let's go to 22. I think I jumped to 25. Verse 22. He moved on from there and dug another well, and no one quarreled over it. He named it Rehoboth, saying, Now the Lord has given us room, and we will flourish in the land. From there he went up to Bathsheba. That night the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not be afraid, for I am with you. I will bless you and will increase the number of your descendants for the sake of my servant Abraham. Isaac built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. There he pitched his tent and there his servants dug a well. Meanwhile, Abimelech had come to him from Gerar with Ahuzath, his personal advisor, and Phicol, the commander of his forces. Isaac asked them, Why have you come to me? since you were hostile to me and sent me away. They answered, We saw clearly that the Lord was with you. So we said, There ought to be a sworn agreement between us, between us and you. Let us make a treaty 
with you. So, a few things happen here that I just want to point out as we kind of come in for a landing. God comes to Isaac and tells him not to go to Egypt, but to go to the, live in the land that God will tell him to live. If you listen last week, pretty similar to what God was telling Abraham. For now, God wants Isaac to stay where he is. And the Bible tells us that Isaac obeys. God's blessing is for us who obey him. But God also gives a blessing to Isaac like the blessing he gave to his father Abraham. This is amazing stuff. And then it goes on to tell us that Isaac plants crops. So, yes, he turns to agriculture. So he's had uh, livestock and servants and all this kind of thing, but now he plants crops. And it says he reaps a hundredfold. And the truth is he's reaping a hundredfold because God has blessed him. But imagine that. A hundred times what he puts in the ground is what he gets back. Now, that's some serious returns. But again, where, how did he get these returns? God's blessings. It's how he got those returns. So now, Isaac gets his own. He doesn't relax on what his father did. He doesn't just enjoy the inheritance. He goes to do some hard work for himself. And he yields great returns. It's interesting, I was at work yesterday, and I was walking upstairs with one of my coworkers, and he says that, um, oh, you know, the Bible says, God bless the child as God is own. And I said, I don't think that's in the Bible, but I, I know a song <laughs> that says that. But Abraham leaves something for Isaac, but Isaac doesn't just sit on it. He actually goes and does some hard work, and he makes his own. And that's encouraging for us that God's going to bless us, but we got to do some work. And when we do the work, then we see really the blessings. So Isaac becomes so wealthy that the neighbors envy him. And they go after causing trouble for him by filling up his wells with dirt. So he's going to get water for his livestock, for his family, and dirt is in there. And then the ruler of the Philistines, Abimelech, tells him to go. <laughs> it's time to move because Isaac was too powerful for them. Isaac actually moves a couple of times and digs another well. And this time, the scripture says, nobody fills it with dirt. So this was amazing, right? What is pretty uh, necessary? Amen, there was no dirt there. And then God comes to him again. And this time, God tells him not to fear. God would be with him and God is with him. Isaac builds an altar. Last week when we talked about Abraham, we talked about the fact that Abraham building these altars in the different places where he went was about gratitude and it was about sacrifice. And Isaac 
also calls on God. I believe him calling on God is about him, one, giving thanks, but also asking for continued protection, continued safety in his travels. And then Abimelech, the the head guy of the Philistines, he comes to form a treaty with Isaac. Abimelech wasn't stupid. He saw that Isaac was getting more and more powerful. In fact, he tells him this. Isaac was growing more powerful and more wealthy. But Abimelech knew that this had come from God. Does scripture tell us? Abimelech knew why Isaac was doing so well. He knows that God had blessed Isaac. So here's a man. I don't necessarily want to call him wicked. I don't know his character. But he runs Isaac away. But then he knows, hold on, this guy is becoming strong and powerful wealthy, I need to make sure that we are okay. But he knew that God was with Isaac. He saw it clearly. People are going to know when God is with you, when you are living because of God's blessings. Sometimes that's going to make them upset. They're going to say, you know, they're going to be envious. They're going to stop up your well. They're going to tell you, move from around me. Then there are other times when they're going to come and they're going to want to know why is God blessing you? Or who is this God that's blessing you? More importantly, when God blesses, man will see. But then also we have a part to play that when God blesses, we give him thanks. We build those altars. We sacrifice to him. And that's a part of man saying as well, that we're giving the glory to God and not to ourselves, right? It's not because Isaac worked that, you know, he increased. No, it was because God, God blessed him, gave him the strength to work. And then when he worked, then he got the increase. So it wasn't because of Isaac. It was because of God and God's blessings. So some people are going to try and hurt you. Others will respect the fact that God has blessed you and they're going to come to make terms of peace. But they cannot stand against you because God is with you. They can stop up some wells, but God's going to allow you to get other wells with better water in it. So, what can we learn from these things about Isaac? He received an inheritance, which is biblical, but did not become lazy. He was not afraid of hard work. God blessed him in his travels and his agricultural endeavors or adventures. And man saw the blessings of God on Isaac's life. Some were envious, tried to mess up things for him, but they could not overcome Isaac because God was with him. Well, guys, that's all I have for you today. I encourage you to join me for the next time when we look at Jacob or Israel, the son of Isaac. But also, again, please invite your friends and family to listen to the podcast. 
Tell them search for Godliness with Contentment wherever they listen to podcasts. And this is Kino Hanna signing off saying, check you later.